God has put in you the ability to make choice. And he trusts that you can make use of that ability aright. It is wisdom to choose to trust God. Everything else you can acquire in life is nothing to be compared with the wisdom of God at work in your life. Genesis 3, let's start from verse number 4. I'll give you a very quick intro into what I want to show you in this chapter. Now, God had said to them in Genesis chapter 2, I've given you everything in this garden. Eat everything that you choose to eat. But there is this one, we saw that a while ago. There is this one that you shouldn't eat. The day you eat of this, thou shalt surely die. Don't eat of it. Now, it was not a penalty. It was just a consequence. So, in wisdom, God expected man to choose not to eat of it. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible tells us that the serpent, which was the most subtle of all the cattle in the garden, came to the woman and began to say to the woman, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not go to verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next verse. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Next verse. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Next verse. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When God spoke to Adam and Eve, they have only one understanding. They didn't have nothing else to think about. But here the serpent came and presented them an option. You don't have to think one way. Is it everything in the Bible you have to do? Your life is just going one way. Can't you enjoy your life a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right? That was what the serpent was saying to them. You have been bossed. God has put you in a cage. That's what he was saying to them. Have some fun. And come back and do what God said. Praise God. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The wisdom of trusting God. If Eve and along with Adam his husband has trusted what God said. Let's go to the next verse. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did it, and gave also unto her husband with her, 
and he did it. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sealed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did it. When she saw, then she took and ate. She has not eaten it. How did she see that it would make one wise? It was the perspective what Satan put into her mind. Are you following what I'm talking about? She didn't think that way before. That fruit has always been there. But now, serpent was giving them the impression that when you eat this fruit, it will make you wise. It will open your eyes. You will see things differently. You cannot continue like this. You are just following this the Bible says, is there anybody that can do everything that the Bible said? It is wisdom trusting God. If God has said anything to you, brothers and sisters, God's intention is never to put you in a box. God's intention is to produce great and maximum freedom for your life. I want you to understand something, brothers and sisters. The reason I need to share these things with you, there are two reasons. Number one, if you will follow the wisdom of God, it will guarantee your success in life. There will be nothing in life that you desire that you will not have eventually. If you will follow the wisdom of God, it will guarantee your victory in life. There is no challenge that you cannot overcome. Are you following what I'm explaining? Now, if you follow the wisdom of God, it will not only guarantee your success in this life, it will guarantee your success for eternity. Because there is a great and immeasurable plan that God has for you in eternity that the words of men cannot describe. Brothers and sisters, the truth is I'm just still on my preamble. But I'm going to give you insight and I will expound on them subsequently. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'll give you very quickly the insight. In fact, I feel so excited when I think about what I'm going to share with you. I'll give you a quick insight. Last week, you remember we took a verse of scripture from Psalms 149, verse 7. And that scripture said that God has designed that Israel should execute judgment upon the heathen and upon the peoples that do not know God. And I explained to you that even though that was talking about the physical Israel, that God used the physical Israel to create a picture 
of what he intends to do with the church, which is the spiritual Israel that he was going to raise up later on. Are you hearing me? Now, I've heard somebody ask me before, why would God ask Israel to wipe out the Amorites that dwell in the land of Canaan? Why would he do that? I don't know if you've ever thought like that. How could they just come into a land and begin to kill all the people in that land and wipe them out? That was what was revealed in Psalms 149 verse 7. To execute judgment. There was a judgment that they deserved all this while. God raised Israel to execute that judgment upon the heathen. I'm going to show you next week how this all started. Are you following what I'm explaining? I'm going to show to you how it all started. Another insight. When God took Abraham to Canaan, he said, I will give you this land. I will give it to your descendants after you. He said, but firstly, I will keep your descendants in the foreign land for 400 years. He said, the reason is that the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. I want to raise them and train them for a judgment that I want to execute. But I will give time for the iniquity of the Amorites to be full. So during that period, I'm going to keep them in another land for 400 years. And after the 400 years, I will bring them out with a strong arm to come and execute judgment. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now, it's the same thing that God intends to do with the church. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. If you are a Christian, there is a special call upon your life. I want you to take your mind away from, ah, am I really qualified? Am I? No. God has qualified you by the death of Jesus. I've explained before that one man brought sin into the world and every man that was born into the world became sinner, irrespective of what they did. Whether they did good or they did wrong, they were sinners automatically and they were liable to death just because one man sinned in the Garden of Eden. And because one man, Jesus Christ, obeyed God, righteousness was given upon all men, irrespective of what they did or what they didn't do. Righteousness was now the law at work upon all men. Listen, brothers and sisters, even if you were born a Muslim, even if you were born a Buddhist, it does not matter what you did or what you didn't do, how you lived your life or how you didn't live your life, righteousness is upon your life already. That was what God has done in Jesus Christ. Listen, as you are seated right now listening to me, the righteousness of God which was in Christ Jesus has been imputed into your life. You may not have known it before because nobody told you, but I'm telling you the truth now, that righteousness of God, it's a gift that God has given to everyone who will believe in Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So you have been called into this church of God so that God can use you for a special purpose, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. So next week, I'm going to show to you the special call of God upon your life as a Christian. You have not known nothing yet. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? By the time you understand God's call upon your life, you will wake up, size up, stand up, and begin to walk in the glory of God. I said to you the previous week, you are not an ordinary person. You are a special person in God's plan. And the interesting thing is that the plan of God, the eternal plan of God, 
could never be complete without you and without me. It's in the scriptures. We are the fulfillment of God's dream. So listen, stop looking at yourself like a miserable person, a person who doesn't know where he's going, where he's coming from. No, that's Satan's perspective. You have better walk in the wisdom of God. If the wisdom of God says I'm the righteousness of God, it does not matter what the devil thinks about me, I am the righteousness of God. God has a great plan for your life. The devil cannot watch it.